Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times in New York. I'm Jennifer Siegel. Today we're taking a look at the upcoming G20 summit. Leaders from 20 of the most powerful countries in the world will gather today in Buenos Aires, Argentina. And they'll discuss things like economic growth, international trade, and financial market regulation. And this year is set to be a particularly dramatic meeting. The FT's James Politi spoke with Eric Krupke about what we should be watching for at the summit this weekend. You went to a White House briefing on the G20 summit on Tuesday. What happened there? Well, uh, Larry Kudlow, the um, top economic official at the White House, said that there was still a possibility of an agreement with the Chinese. If China will come to the table with some new ideas and some new attitudes and some new cooperation, as the president said, there's a good possibility they can make a deal. He's open to it. But he also stressed that many of the sort of conditions that the U.S. had put for a deal had still not been met. We're in very good shape. China, not so good especially in terms of the forced technology transfer, the theft of intellectual property, uh, some of the kind of key issues where the U.S. is asking um, China to make some concessions. He was quite downbeat, I have to say, um, and didn't leave that much hope that a kind of meaningful resolution would be accomplished in Buenos Aires. The result of that would be, of course, that more tariffs would follow beginning next year. If need be, if things don't work out in this uh, U.S.-China summit meeting, we will uh, invoke uh, another 267-some-odd billion dollars in tariffs. And as far as the summit, what is different this year from last year? Well, Trump is still there, and he's kind of usually the main source of attention, but he has kind of bolstered some of his allies on the international stage. Italy now uh, is uh, governed by coalition of populist parties, which is quite sympathetic to Trump's views on immigration and sort of economic nationalism. And also very close to the summit geographically in Brazil, um, a new government led by the incoming president Jair Bolsonaro is uh, going to be taking office shortly. And, you know, one of his key aides is expected to attend the summit. And John Bolton, the national security uh, advisor, President Trump, is expected to visit with Mr. Bolsonaro as he travels to and from the summit. So it's going to be very interesting. So let's go a little bit deeper on some of these issues that we'll be watching. We'll start with Trump and Xi. What are people going to be specifically hoping for and watching for from them? People will be hoping for some kind of an agreement which would set a framework for new negotiations. I mean, there have been some negotiations already, but I think for a more formal process to sort of diffuse tensions. Optimists are hoping that the next round of tariffs, i.e. an escalation in the rate of the tariffs, on about 200 billion of Chinese imports, which are now set at 10% and are supposed to rise to 25% on January 1st, um, some are hoping that that increase could be staved off. I don't think there's any expectation that all U.S. tariffs on Chinese imports are going to be lifted anytime soon. But the hope is that at least the escalation in tariffs 
looming um, in January could be averted. If not, if there is no deal and if everyone kind of walks off in anger, then probably not only will the rate on the current tariffs rise from 10 to 25 percent, but we're probably going to see tariffs on a whole new range of Chinese products coming next year. And you also mentioned that this will be the first major appearance for Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman after Jamal Khashoggi's murder. What are people going to be watching for there? People will be watching uh, to see how isolated the Crown Prince really is. And I think it'll be very interesting to see who he meets with, who agrees to have photo ops with him, and will he be meeting with the heads of the big international organizations that are always present at the G20 summit. And essentially, I think this will be a very good gauge of whether or not the Saudi government is is truly diplomatically isolated and the crown prince is truly diplomatically isolated. And of course, the optics of whether the crown prince is a sort of pariah at the G20 or not is crucial to how his position is weighed back in the kingdom itself. And what about Vladimir Putin? So there was an incident between the Ukrainian and the Russian navies this week. Are countries talking about imposing sanctions on Moscow? There has been some talk about sanctions, but I don't think there's anything really concrete at the moment. Uh, Certainly, it'll be very interesting to see how the Ukrainian issue plays out in the summit. Certainly, governments like Canada have been very critical. The U.S. has been somewhat critical. I don't think even on a European level, there's enough consensus to go ahead with sanctions. And speaking of Europe, there has been some tension between U.S. President Donald Trump and some European leaders. What are those tensions about? Well, it's very interesting. I mean, with the kind of meeting in Paris between President Trump and Emmanuel Macron, this month did not go very well. The U.S. is threatening to impose car tariffs uh, on national security grounds, which could be kind of around the corner. And obviously, this would be a big hit to Angela Merkel and Germany. There will be a bilateral meeting uh, with Mrs. Merkel at the G20, which I think that issue will be absolutely front of mind. And in addition to that, this week, President Trump lashed out at Theresa May's deal uh, with Brexit, saying that it was all sort of to the benefit of the EU and casting doubt on Britain's ability to uh, negotiate independent trade deals. I think on a lot of fronts, Trump had had said that he wanted to forge a united front against the Chinese by roping in his allies. But that united front hasn't really um, panned out because um, the Trump administration can't resist throwing daggers at some of America's closest allies. And there's also a trade dispute between Canada, the U.S., and Mexico. Can you tell us what that dispute is and then what should we watch for at the summit? Canada, Mexico, and the U.S. have negotiated, successfully negotiated, actually, a revamping of the North America Free Trade Agreement. They agreed to that deal back in September, but there was sort of one problem hanging over it, which is not yet been resolved. And it's the U.S. continues to apply steel and aluminum tariffs on imports from including, you know, countries including Canada and Mexico. And Canada and Mexico really wanted those to be lifted ahead of the signing of the NAFTA renegotiation, which is due to take place in Argentina. 
So far, that hasn't happened. The U.S. officials say there's still talks going on. Of course, separately, there's kind of tensions along the U.S.-Mexico border are playing an important role. And perhaps there's also a sort of a difficult dynamic between the U.S. and Mexican governments over that, which I think is, is also factoring in here. That was CFT's James Politi in conversation with Eric Krupke. You can follow our coverage of the G20 Summit at FT.com. In the meantime, if you're not already an FT subscriber and you'd like to discover more FT content, visit FT.com offer. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.